Okay, today we learned Daf Chav Zayin, and we begin a few lines down from where we left off last time. And we said we were, we were discussing the the Chalat Chutz La'aretz last time, that there was Maprish 2, and we discussed in the Mishnah that the second one could be given, to, the question of who could eat it, right, in terms of a Kohen. And we saw different opinions. One is that Tful Yom could eat it, and then another Shav Yossi says, Eno Tzrich Tfila, even someone who's Tameh can. Then we said, So we're going to discuss those things. So when the Mishnah says, It says, Even Rabbi Yossi would agree with that, despite the fact he let someone tame, a coin is tame, to eat that challah and chutzlar, the challah chutzlar. He, however, would say that he'd be, he'd be machmir, he would agree to be machmir by a zav, zava, nida, yoledet. Why? Because chomer hu There's different someone who themselves is an avatuma. They're the source of tuma than someone who became tameh, for example, touching a sheretz or something like that. That's how we explain the Mishnah. Okay. Then it says, Now, the way we explained it in the Mishnah, if you remember, is that when we read Reb Chaim there, he explained that what it sounds like, we don't make exerat, by Chalat Chusaretz, to allow a Zar and a coin to eat at the same table. That's what it sounded like at first. However, he says, no, but according to the Shalmi, it sounds like, I read it again inside, that can just combine their breads together and then eat it. Because um, Chalat Chusar is even battle one in, one in one, as we'll see now in the Gemara. Or betelafilah chila, and if you didn't do it like a chila, you can simply mix all your breads together. That's what it sounds. That's why Reb Chaim understood the Rishon we're going to read now, because it's not. Other mafreshim explain it slightly differently, but let's continue. So, Hore Rebbe Abahu bebutzra. This is in Chutzarat. Sheat shehit zricha rov. The chal Chutzarat still needs rov to battle it. Am Rav Yonim elamad shehi olab bechot mimea, but eno neser bechad mimea. So we'll see from here that it, that it doesn't need a hundred to battle it, like. Truma or like Chala in Eretz Israel, you need a hundred to battle it. And doesn't become Asur if there's one hundred to it or less than a hundred to it. Literally, Rosh Aurelius says it sounds like he, here he still needs Shishin. However, we see from our Mishnah, even one in one, you don't have to worry about it. Even if you don't have Rob, even one in one would be enough to battle this Chalat Chutzlarish, which is only really Medaran. And anyway, we said it's none, in other words, therefore it has all these leniency leads. As the way I explain Rabbi Chaim, since the assumption is if two people are eating together, they bring the same quantities of food. That's why even Chad would be Batel, because we're not concerned that they're mixing it together. Other Mepharshim still explain it slightly differently in that it's related to the concern. In other words, what does it mean Nechelit and Mashulchan? They're not concerned that they're going, they're going to end up mixing it up, which is the way he said the Mepharshim mission explained it. Um, because they say that because it says, Velog, I'll read Rosh Srila, for example. Velog, Azrinan Dilmatit Arev im Lach Moshel Zava Achle, Vestame Shave Bashave. You know, it's because we're not concerned that they're going to get mixed up with another, another, that implies a battle one in one, which is a different way Rokhaim says. Rokhaim seems to suggest that you can even mix the beds together, which is again different ways of understanding it. But fine, let's continue. Amarab Yochanan, Rabotena Shobagolahim Mafrashin Tromatomastro, meaning there were certain areas in Chutzar, so they used to separate Tromatomastro. I think in Babel was a place and things like that. Ad Shabao until the Robin came, Ubatlota. What is Robin? So man inhu Robin. Who is Robin? Targamunaya. So Targamunaya means like the translator. So Robin usually means young young Talmidechachamim or young people. So I read Rab Chaim. He says, "Hametargemi metadrasha shalachacham." These are these to metargem is to translate. Ubenei Rab Chia nikrim ken. Rab Chaim here says like the Pnei Moshe that these were the the Bnei Rab Chia. 
Nikrim al Shem Shu Metargaminan Shalabihem, that they were the, feel like the translators of their father. Um, fine. So the Metargim and Achronim. So this, these were the Rabbanim that came after and were vattled this idea of, of, uh, Trumas and in these places in the Chutzarats. So let's continue. So Rabbi Zera, um, says as follows. Rabbi Zera said, Rabbi Huda B'Shem Rabbi Shmuel says, Chalat Chutz La'aretz, Utrumat Chutz La'aretz, um, Ochel Vachacha Mafresh. So a cool that they had when they were, when they had Trumat Chutz La'aretz was that you could, you didn't have to do Afrasha in advance. Now, in the of course, you have to do Afrasha in advance. It's Tevel until you do that. I mean, you could eat it and then leave a bit at the end to be Trumat. That's another lineage that we had in this Trumat Chutz La'aretz and also Chalat Chutz La'aretz. And Rav Ba B'Shem Shmuel says, Lo chashu ele le Trumat Dagan v'tirosh v'yitzar. The Afrasha of Trumat Masra was only, the only Choshesh to do Afrasha in Chutz La'aretz for those things that are Meaning, those are dagan, which is grain, tirosh is wine, and um, olive oil is yitzar. Okay? So those are things, since they're written in the Torah, those things were machmir by. However, of Hila B'Shem Shmuel says, Lo chasho ela truma bilvad. Now the Gra explains here, is that this is now referring to peirot, meaning fruit. Now there's, there's a difference between those Principal three, Dagan, Tirosh, Vitsa, that they were everything. Then there was these other Peirot where they were ma- like nearly everything else, if you like, that they were Mafresh just Truma Gadola. Avalayerako, when it came to vegetables, a filu Truma Gadola, Chasho, they didn't fit Mafresh, they weren't Mafresh anything. Now, what's the difference between those three, Peirot and vegetables? Reb Chaim explains as follows. He says, um, he says, Master Peirot, Afagab, Inunami, Midrabanan, despite the fact, Peirot, in other words, we just said, according to the way we explain the Gemara now, the only three things that are right to separate Trumas and Masra, Dagon, Teresh, Vitzar. So then what's the difference between Peirot and Yerakot? What's the difference between the two of them? So we say, Peirot In other words, the Pasuk itself, they, they were... Using a smachta from the pasuk on which to connect this uh, truma, this truma maestro that applies to to peyrot. That's why, as was um, as was mentioned, brech maestro. Aval maaser when it comes to maaser, it says lo asmuchukra. There wasn't an asmachta in the psukim to connect it to. So therefore, you've got almost like three categories. You've got the doraita, the durabanan on which there's based an asmachta, which is peyrot. And you've got also the Dino Durabanan itself. So that's when Chutzaret, there were three different categories. This is like the, the way the Gra explains it. You had the, uh, that which they were Mafresh Trumas and Masra. Then you had those which only separate Trumas and Gadola. So Trumas and Masra were those things that are right, Dagan, Tirosh, Vitzar. Peirot themselves, they were Mafresh only Trumas and Gadola. And the vegetables weren't Mafresh anything at all. However, that of course was, as the Gra finishes, after the Rovin, these later Rabbanim came along, that's when the battle that's when the battle to do Afrasha itself. Okay, let's continue. Um, Meaning if Chalat Goy in Eretz Israel, because we explained that the, the, the Chalas separate from the, the dough of a Goy in Eretz Israel is Patro from Chala. So it's, it's nothing. Similarly, Trumat Goy Bechutz Laaretz, in a, even in a place where they were, they were doing Hafra Shumas and Maestro, that was only in property that was owned by an Israel. But if it was from the property of a Goy in Chutz Laaretz, the Modinotel, they explained to him he doesn't need to do so. 
And if he would do so, there, there would, there would, anyone would consume it. Now, like, read Reb Chaim, he says, Klomar Goyshe Mafrish Chala Be'eretz Yisrael, or Trumat Chuzaretz, Morinot Shalav Klumhu, they would notify this Goy that what you've done is absolutely nothing. Now, what was important to tell him that? That's Kadesh Yichilul Hashem, Shomah Ha'echen Lo Truma Lagoy, Ve'enot Tzrich Lino Lakohen. Because if they perceived, because what they did was meaningful, that it was actually was truma, it was a gift to the coin, and then we give it to somebody else, then they'll think that we're mavaze with a matanokona. It's almost like Mishu Gezel, other modern torture, and that we. Uh, that's why the Gra explains. The Gra explains that that it's uh, that it won't appear like we're stealing from the koanim, or it's simply chulashem. That's something the way the Reb Chaim explains. It's something that's meant to be given to koanim. We seem to be dealing with a flippantly in chulsar. So that's why you tell him what you've done is not truma or is not chal. And therefore, elaf. So therefore, in, therefore, you don't need to give it to a kohen. I feel zar ochlo. Then even zar can uh, eat it. Okay, fine. Let's continue. Um, and then it says vinitnei lekol kohen. So we're still dealing with with chalat chutzlaretz, and we say that can be given to any kohen. So bein lekohen chaver, bein lekohen amaretz. In other words, any kohen it can be given to, even if a kohen amaretz. Okay, let's continue. Elu lotnei lekol kohen. So if you remember, we saw also in the Mishnah that it started discussing all these other different matanot that can be given to any Kohen. Now we discussed in the Mishnah two different ways of understanding that. You remember? So Rav Chaim that says in two different ways of explaining it. The, the Rush says, you still got to give it to Kohen Tamechacham, but call Kohen Shiyotzeh. This means the Kohen that's not eating his Chulim Whereas a Tosvot, he quoted as well, means actually you can give it to any Kohen. The call Kohen. Um, however, that's Bedeleka Kohen Chaver when there's no Chaver available. Okay, fine. So let's have a look what the Gemara says now. Um, fine, just lost the place. Now we're back. Um, so Ellen goes, so yesh mehen not nimla anche mishmar, yesh mehen not nimla le kol kohen. So there's certain matter not you give to anche mishmar, meaning the people that are serving the koanim that are serving that week in the base of Migdash, yesh not nimla kol kohen. And there's certain you can, you can, you don't have to give it to those who are serving in the base of Migdash, but you can give it to any kohen. Okay. Um, fine. So let's go through them. mishmar. So Bechorot, meaning the first born kosher animal that's offered as a korban, you give it and you give it to a kohen. That can, that's given to the kohen, and Mishmar, obviously. And similarly with Bikurim as well, meaning the kohen was serving at that point. Bashar, Kulhon, and the rest of them listed in our Mishnah that can be given to kol kohen, we saw at the end of the Mishnah, that can be given to any kohen. Now it's not exactly any kohen because Haramim is also one. Now if you remember, we can, you can, there's a type of uh, declaration that one can make for the property to consecrate it. To as a cherem, there's a cherem mikdash, also cherem koanim. So there's a there's a was in the Mishnah is exactly what's a stam cherem. But here we're talking about cherem koanim. Okay, so here we say as follows: Rabbi Rabbi Yirmi Bay Kamei Rabbi Zira Minayin Shacharamim also go to Anshei Mishmar. How do I know that with someone consecrated their property to the kohen, that also goes to Anshei Mishmar and not to any kohen he likes? So in other words, who are the kohenim serving that? So Amar Le. It says, le, Now you have to appreciate there's also another matana goes to Koenim, and that is if my someone's ancestral lands, that normally if he sells it comes back to him during the, when, at the end of the Ovil, when, sorry, when they come the Ovil year. If he's makdish his property and he doesn't redeem it right by the time the Ovil comes around, then it goes to the Koenim. So we've connected the concept of a cherem to this Teachuzah, that someone's been makdish. So then Gemara says, okay, you've connected it, but your assumption, the connection, that Steh also goes to Anshay Mishmar. Where do you learn that from? So Achuzar Atzma, he had changed the word to Minayim, Minayim Shteh L'Anshay Mishmar. How do you know that? That's the case. So Bikim Dichtiv, La Kohen Tiyak Achuzato. 
Now, la is with a patach underneath in the pasuk. La is like laha. It's like it's like heyadia. If you, in other words, to the kohen. So, in other words, when you've got a heyadia, the assumption is it's referring to not just any kohen, but the the a, a kohen of which we know you're referring to, and that means that would refer to the kohen of the mishma. That's the assumption at this stage. Now, the gemara doesn't like that drash because you see la kohen mentioned elsewhere by other matanot, and it doesn't mean anshei mishma. It says, These matanot that come from an animal that's shechted. And that also is lakohen. So we say, We know that's not the case. It could be given to any kohen. So we have to find a different source. So Rav Acha says, Rav Rav Yochanan said, So kol cherem is mentioned here. And it's referred to as kodesh kodashim. So ma kodshe kodshim, just as kodshe kodshim, so chatata sham. The parts that are consumed are given to the koanim. That goes to Anshay Mishmar, the koanim are working there. So therefore, we've got a connection between Cherem, the Kodshay Kodshim, so Acharamim, Anshay Mishmar. So the Gemara says, one second, if you're connecting, connecting all Charamim, but by the way, but as soon as we find a source for the Charamim, since we've got Hekesh to the, to the uh, Steachuzah, once, once you've sold one, you've sold the other one. Okay? Meaning that then we understand that both go to Anshay Mishmar. That's now that with, that was our first step was connecting them to. But now the Gemara says, but one second, if you're trying to say charam, all charamim are connected to the activity um, we run into a problem. Then you say ma'atafil matatlin, because there's two, two things you can consecrate. You can either consecrate land, or you can say uh, uh, movable items, gold, silver, whatever you like. But and and if you're trying to say that all charamim are connected to kochim, that means everything, whether it's matatlin or karkush, should go to anshay mishma. But we know that's not true. The Tanis we've learned ma ben karkot the matatlin. Where, what's the difference between the two? When it comes to charamim of karka of land, that goes to anshay mishmar. The matatl in the coin, and matatl go to in the coin to any coin you like. You can give it to your neighbor. So, uh, so therefore, we're stuck for the source. Where do we see a source that differentiates between karka and matatlin that within charamim that have to go to the anshay mishmar? Almost back to square one. So Rabbi Yossi Barbunda says, Rabbi B'Shem Rav Sheshet said, Ishei Hashem v'nachalato yochelun. Which is interesting. So Ishei Hashem v'nachalato yochelun. The Pasuk, read the whole Pasuk, because it says, Lo yeh ha'lakoin ha'levim koshevet levi chelek v'nachala. Don't even lachat Israel. Ishei Hashem, meaning that sounds first to the Korbanot, v'nachalato yochelun. And his inheritance they consume. What's that mean? Ma ishin, just as those parts go, the, the, referring to Korbanot, go on the Mizbeach. And those, Chalakim, there are parts which go to the koanim of the Anshay Mishmar. So to af nachala la Anshay Mishmar. Nachala meaning land-related consecrations, they go to the koanim of the Mishmar. So therefore we've specifically connected it to land, whether it's Te'achuzah, whether it's Cherem, because it says nachalato, goes to Anshay Mishmar. So we've got a Hekesh bin Korbana and specifically land-related consecrations. Okay, right. Let's now continue with the Gemara. Esrim v'arba. There are 24 matanot given to the la'aron or la'banav. These are the matanot kuhuna. The 24 of them. Eser b'mikdash. There are 10 in the base of mikdash. Arba b'yushalayim. Four in yushalayim and asar b'gvulim. And in the gvulim. What this means when it says 10 in mikdash, 10 in yushalayim, means 10 of these have to be consumed in the base of mikdash. Four of which are consumed in yushalayim and 10 can be consumed anywhere. That's the association. So elem mikdash. What are these? We've got the chatat, which is a sinner offering. So... Oh, the blood goes in Mizbeach, the sacrificial parts go in the Mizbeach, and the rest is given to the Kohen, and that's what the matter not. And the same thing we find by an Hashem as well, a guilt offering. The Zivchei Shal Meitzibur, the Zivchei Shal Meshibur, now normally a Shlamim, the meat is eaten by the owners, 
mean the person brings the shlamim. The zilchay shal, when you have a shalmit sivur, that's referring to the kivsei atzeret, the two lambs that are brought on Shavuot. Okay? Um, the chatata of, chatata of is a sin bird offering, because that, once the bird, once malikra is formed, only the blood really goes on the mizbeach, and then, um, and then the rest is given to the coin to consume. The asham taloi, asham taloi is if someone has a suffix regarding an avera that would obligate them to bring a chatat, they bring this asham taloi. Okay, exactly the nature of the suffix, um, yeah, we'll learn about, and that's not really the focus now. The log shemen shomatsora. So when a tsora is going through the tara process, they bring a log, a volume of, uh, log is about 600 mil, I think, of oil. And the coin will pour something to his hand. He does record towards the Mizbeis Mikdash. He also puts on the, the lobe, the earlobe, the thumb and the toe. Yeah. Um, and the remainder is given and, and the, the remainder in the hand goes on the, on the, the Torah, but the remainder in the, um, in the flask that was brought along is another one of the things given to the Kohanim. Shteyalechem. is what comes along with the, the, the Kivseat Seret, which we just explained the, that's part of the Korban that's brought on. Um, the Shavuot. But Lechem Apanim, this is the showbread that's on the Shulchan from Shabbos to Shabbos. It's also distributed amongst the Kohenim. The Shayarim Menachot, so most or many Mincha offerings where Kemitzvah is placed on the Mizbeach, there is a Shirayim. There's a remainder. So for, for, mo, so for many uh, Korbanot, what happens is the, the Mincha offering is generally, I'm speaking broad terms here, second Menachot differentiates with all the different types. But you've got flour and oil that's mixed together. The, then the coin takes uh, three fingers full and uh, puts, um, puts it in place special kishar and then offers up the mezbigdash, sorry, on the, on the mezbeach, and the rest of it is, is able to be eaten by the koanim. There are exceptions with all of it's offered, and some don't have oil, some have the lavona, don't have lavona, but that's again not our topic for now. But in the, 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 when we have shiraim menach, let's give me the koanim and say also the omer, the shiraim from the omer, korban omer. As well, that's the korban that's offered on the first day, kolomoid uh, pesach. That's matir chadash. Which we've uh, discussed already. Okay, Veilin Yerushalayim. What are the what are those korbanot that can be eaten, uh, or the matanot that can be eaten within Yerushalayim? That's habechorot. So if there's no more, it's offered as a korban, then the kohen can in Yerushalayim. Habikurim. That's again the first fruits from the shivat aminim that brought to Yerushalayim and given to the kohen. Vahamuram min hatoda umeela nazir. So there's certain parts that are gifted from the korban toda. So that's firstly we're talking about from the. Actually, the lechamim, the one there, there are four types of mincha offerings: three that are matzah, or one that's chametz, and ten of each. And one of each type is given to the kohen, <clears throat> and also part of the korban itself. I mean, the chazer b'shok is given, uh, is also given to uh, part of the matanot, and the el nazir. So nazir as well, the zro b'sheila, the chalav because the nazir also brings two types of mincha offerings, ten from each type, one of which is given to. Um, one of each type is given as a matana, and also the zroa, the four leg that's special that's cooked, is also given to the kohen. Okay, those are matanot that can be that are consumed in your shalayim. And finally, elin shibagvulim. These are matanot kohen that are, that are uh, given to the kohenim uh, outside the base of mikdash and can be eaten anywhere. So that's a truma. That's obviously referring to truma gdola because I've also got truma meiser as well. So that's the that's the tenth that's taken from meiser rishon is given to the levim. Chala, which we've been talking about. Hazroav lachayva keva. These are the parts of the animal that are given as a matana corner from a regular animal that's shechted. Reshit hagez. This is the first of the shearings from a significant amount of uh, sheep, which we'll learn. The gezel hager. This is someone who, now normally if someone steals from someone and swears falsely regarding, this is uh, regarding, uh, having stolen and then admits to it, he has to first pay, pay the karen v'chomesh back to the person. And he also bring, has to bring an asham toloi. What if he stole from a ger and then who has no yorshim and that ger dies? What does he do? Who does he pay the money to? 
he gives it to the Kohanim. That's the Karen Vachomesh that's given another one, Matanot. Upidyon then of which we're more familiar with because it's more common nowadays. Actually, not common, but we're familiar with it nowadays. That's the firstborn uh, boy. Um, has to be redeemed with uh, the Kesef. Um, and Upidyon Petachamo, also redemption of the firstborn donkey. Vehacharamim, this is the part that we've, we've just been discussing, the parts of concentrating with the Kohanim. Vesteachuzah. Mestechuzah, we said, is that's one's um um, ancestral lands that again he was he was consecrated and didn't redeem the four yovel it's given to the kohanim so that is all the matanakona let's continue rabbi yossi oser rabbi yehuda sorry oser bebikurim now that brings us back to the mishnah if you recall in our mishnah we, we, when we weren't just listing all the all the matanakona we were actually we listed but those matanot that can be given to any kohen we said that bikurim was one of those things now we discussed in our mishnah the the key to what to defining what could be given to any coin and what had to, had one had to get, only give to like a chaver was either it was something that didn't really matter if it became tameh or it was something that was given to anshe mishmar and since they're serving the base of migdash even uh, you don't have to worry about tumantara in that context okay but there was a machlok in a mishnah regarding bikurim so we saw that, according to the Tanakama, Bikurim was one of those things that would be given to any Kohen. However, Rehuda says it has to be given, can only be given, you can't, you can't give it to anyone. So the question is why? So Rehuda says, Kedate, Kontishita, because Rehuda says, Because he says, Rehuda says, you can, you can, you must give it to a Chaver. And again, this is something we said is kept with the laws of Tumantara. And also you can give a Betova. Now, Betova means, you can effectively give it to whoever you like. And because you can give it to whoever you like, it's like a gift, and the person can show gratitude in his receipt. Okay? Ah, now, since you can give it to anyone you like, any coin you like, then you're not giving it to Anshe Mishmar. So, therefore, any coin, even if he's not serving Anshe Mishmar, might be the recipient. So, therefore, you have to be very discerning who you give it to. Okay, let's continue. Karishnei Truma. Again, this is this, uh, these vetches, as we explained um, back in the Sechta Trumot. And we said there was machloka for my, for my machlok in terms of how we deal with them. Because they're not really human food for human consumption, they're animal food. And the question is, when we deal with it, how careful do we have to be with Tumantara? So in our mission, it was relevant because who can you give the Kashine Truma to? So Kashine Truma, Rebbe Yakiva Matu, we said in our mission. Rebbe Kiva, so you can give it to anyone. Now, why is that? So Amr Rebbe sorry, Yonah says, Rebbe Kiva Kadaita, Rebbe Kiva's going to Shetah, Du Amar Rebbe Kiva Koma because he says it's really animal food. And I, and I don't have to worry about making a tamer at all. So therefore, you know, I can, I, I mean, I can, I can make a tamer. I can even soak it, Batuma. Therefore, I can give it to any person, any Amaret. So it doesn't make a difference. However, Amar of Yosir says, I feel to machav shitatei. In other words, you can even say differently. You can even say shitachachamim that when you soak it, which is Beit Hillel, when you soak it, it has to be done batara. Nonetheless, shniayi, this case is different. She'en adam otzia letama ochlei behema. Meaning, um, when it comes to this, since it's just animal food, um, since ochle behema doesn't require any, um, tikkun, any, uh, preparation, it's lo matsuya behem tuma. There's not, um, you're not going to find tuma by it very often. So therefore, it's not really a problem to give it to an amaras. Uh, that's what it says Okay, let's continue. Now the Gemara asks, okay, we made this whole gezeir of hafrashat truma by this animal food, and therefore all the leniences associated, which was the karshenim. Question is, also, there's another food very similar to it, which is was habikya. 
This other seems like a Barfulis is a type of vegetable, but it's also, um, but that is patum in Why don't they treat it like this, this karshinim? So the answer is, What's this talking about? Ruchaim says, that used to grow in Alexandria, and they wouldn't let it be exported. It was like a, in, in the national interest to prevent the export of this bikya. Okay. Um, and how would people smuggle it out? They put in their shoes. Since it's coming from chutzah, anyway, uh, primarily said, Lo Aleya didn't make a gzera. In other words, it wasn't really found in Eretz Israel, so therefore didn't find it necessary to make a gzera. Ah, okay. Since you talk about the gzera of Karshinim, Me'imatai, so Eimatai Gazru Allah Karshinim. When did they make this gzera of Karshinim? So Rebiosi says, Be'me Ra'avon, it was a time of famine. And Rebbe Hanania B'Shem Rebbe says, Be'me David, that was a time of David Amelech. So is it a machloket? No, Amra, Hi Hada, Hi Hada. It was at that time. Now, why is it important the Shnei Ra'avon? Meaning Shneravon, because it was people, there was, there was a famine. That's the only food they could find. That's why they started making a gzera gazra lim of separating truba samasra from this karshinim. By the way, this makes a very interesting discussion because I've been explaining to you that there's only three. That's the way I've explained the Gemara. There's only three things of chayv doraita: dagan, tirosh, v'yitzar. Okay. Other peyrot was gzera later, and the vegetables is also another gzera was by smachta. What's interesting here is the shit that say that the parrot was Xera, that was, uh, this way Rokhain brings this as a kasha, um, was the times of Chizkiya Melech, which is after Dada Melech, which seems, which seems strange. It seems to make this Xera on these vetches prior to making the Xera on other parrot. Now, according to Rambam's fine, the Rambam's shita, which Rokhain says, is it was all parrot. It was under writer. It's not just those three. So there's different ways of understanding sort of how we grapple with this, uh, this sort of chronology seems to be out of, out of whack. That they Karshinim came before other uh, Peirot. You'd think it would be Peirot first, then that, you know, because it goes David Melech, then Chizkia. So, um, so one way of explaining it is, is because that was the only food they could eat in that Shnei Ravon, that's why they're really, it's almost the Xera came first. I think he, he quotes a rush for that. Okay, let's continue now. Let's do the next Mishnah. We'll say the Mishnah. Uh, we'll just begin the next Mishnah. Most of this mission is going to explain the Gemara, so I'll keep it brief. So, Natai Ishtakot are bringing his chala from Beitu, which is the place of Chutzaretz, and then they accept it from him. Now, despite the fact that we're Goza Chala Chutzaretz, you still can't bring it into Eretz Israel because Tumat Chutzaretz. Now, what they did with it, we'll see in the Gemara, because they were stuck in a bind. What do we do with this chala? We can't give it, we can't burn it. What do we do with it? We'll see that in the Gemara. Anche Echassandria, Viu Chalote Emek Alexandria, also Anche Echassandria tried to bring the chala from Alexandria with Chutzaretz, Loki Blomeno. Anche had svoim of you bikurim kodem latzeret. Anche had svoim tried to be bikurim before Shavuot. Uh, however, v'loki blumehem and they didn't accept it. Miyamakato because the cut because it's in Torah v'chaga katzir bikurim masecha asher tizra v'sade. So that we find in the pasuk where it says that really bikurim are ruchaim. The shteh lechem ikre bikurim. The shteh lechem itself is the milch offering that's bought with the kivsei aserah. That is referred to bikurim. From that, we learn that the shteh alechem have to come before bikurim are brought. And uh, exactly what happened in this situation, again, we'll learn in the we'll learn about in the Gemara. So therefore, you can't bring a bikurim before the shteh alechem. Um, fine, let's continue. Uh, fine, next. Ben atitas he'ela bichorot mi bavel v'loki blomemeno. Ben Atit was trying to bring his Bechor's firstborn animals from, from Babel, and they didn't accept it. Um, 
Why? Because the Gemara says, Reb Chaim says, She'ein mevim b'chor mechutz la'aretz. And that's actually learned from Sukim. I think uh, here, was it Rosh Hashanah? There's a Hekesh in the Psukim. Here, it's actually my fault, sorry, I'm a mistake. It says, because the Torah says, So it's the Hekesh in the Passover between Maser and Bechorot. Now, where you bring Maser from, that's where you bring from, and you don't bring it from, so therefore you don't bring it from Bechorot. Fine. He also brought his children and Bnei Beito to do Pesach Katan and Pesach Sheni, Bruchelein. Meaning, because they held what? That Pesach Sheni for Nashim and Bnei Beito is actually Reshut, and they were concerned if you brought his whole family, people think it's a Chil. Yeah, that's why they sent it back. Finally, Ariston Hevir Bikurav Apamia. He brought his, his Bikurim from Apamia, which is again in this place in Surya. And that they accepted. Viki Blumimeno. Why did Mahakona Basuria Kikoneba Paravar Bushalain? In other words, when it comes to Bikurim, Trumas Mas, and things like that, if someone acquires property in Surya, then it's as if it's equivalent to buying Yushalaim, and therefore that's why they accepted Bikurim. Okay, that was a mission which was really introduction to tomorrow's stuff. Um, because many of these points we're going to be discussing. All right. Have a good day, everyone.